Hello, and welcome to the Survival Horrorcast. I'm your host, Mike. And I'm Jerry. And today we will be talking about 2010's hit classic, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Um, from Frictional Games, released in 2010 for Windows, Mac, and Linux, and later in 2016 for PlayStation, and 2018 for Xbox One. Developed both by developed and published both by Frictional Games, designed by Thomas Grip and Jens Nelson, written by I don't know if I'm saying this right. I'm gonna call it Michael Hedberg and Thomas Grip. So Amnesia the Dark Descent. What a what an interesting game. Kind of set the tone for a, at least a subgenre of horror games going forward. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely the 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 run and hide horror genre, or as I refer to it as the outlast horror genre. Even though uh, this came first. <laughs> yeah, even though this came first, uh, I, I compare it to Outlast because this was obviously the precipice and the not not the inspiration for it, but you know, it's the game style is definitely. Think. Uh, oh, go ahead. Not, I mean, the game style is definitely just uh, what Outlast would become, and uh, you know, no attack, no fighting, no, you know, just uh, just hide, hide. I mean, you can throw things, but that requires you to look at the monster, and well, it's just that that's just not going to work. Can't. No, can't, not can't at all. Do that. No, 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 no. Well, Jerry, what was your first experience with the Amnesia series? Uh, I mean, I watched a couple YouTube videos about it. I never, I never played it. In all honesty, the game never interested me. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, it seemed boring, and and I just, it never caught my interest. So I never really looked into playing it more or trying to play it. Mm-hmm. Um. And honestly, the, my feeling still kind of holds strong with this game today. It's a little, it's it's a bit boring, really. I think that that is a valid criticism, and I wonder, I wonder if they step it up in time for the sequel, Machine for Pigs. Um, my first experience with Amnesia, gosh, um, I think. Where the hell did I see it? I saw it either in one of the a Game Informer back in 2012, or it might have been. Did you ever? Did you ever have one of those uh, Guinness Book of World Records, but like the video game version? Did you ever have one of those books? No, because I wasn't cool to have those. Well, I wasn't cool either, but I did have a couple, and I don't. It might have been in there, might not have been, but which whichever one it was, it had one of the uh, monsters on it, like as the image and like, you know, the game might be boring, but I would say that the, I believe they're called the gatherers. That monster design is pretty solid. I would say, you know, big gaping mouth and kind of cockeyed fish eyes. Would you agree? Well, the, yeah, I would say design of enemies is, is interesting. Um, and kind of just going back to my point of like, I you know, just the game itself being boring. It's, 
it's a lot of nothing with little bits of with the little bits of oh what's going to happen here Uh-oh. and there Uh-oh. that's really all it is honestly uh oh that's valid <laughs> I meant like, uh-oh. You said, uh-oh, and I was like, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, uh-oh, something's happening. The scary yeah, sounds. Yeah. Ooh, scary sounds. Uh-oh. My camera's shaking. Oh, like zoinks. Uh-oh, things... Like zoinks. Uh, the, the, the camera's shaking, or your character walks funny, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. kind of starts walking side to side, and um, I think there just could have been a lot more done with... The with the side of um, uh, of like when you start to go into madness in the dark, mm-hmm. I think there there was more design. There was more things that you could have done in in that regards that would have game made the game even either scarier or just added a touch of uh, uh, of distress to the player. Um, I think we were, we were talking about this too. Um, I don't remember the game. I think it was like a horror game that came out for like the Sega Genesis or something. Uh, I think it, it was pretty much the game you, you survived based off of a madness meter, but what the game would do is, is once you re- hit a certain level, it started to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. So it would adjust, it would turn your volume up super loud or your screen would change colors or the music would just, would just jump up, would just uh, scream at you out of nowhere. Like it would mess with you. And I think that was a nice touch. And I think something like that would have helped this game a lot more in the long run because exactly like, yeah, as you're going through, you get, you can catch glimpses of the monster here and there. But you never, you don't encounter the monster until way later into the game. Well, which and by that point, uh, I don't know. One of the gatherers, I don't remember the the first one you were talking about. Like you can catch glimpses of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gatherers. Um, uh, but again, like you just, you can see them, but they're not like a presence that you feel like. Oh God, I really need to. I need to run or you do all this uh, until later into the game. And I think it just, just lacks that. Cause I mean, with outlast you're met immediately with this is weird people. Uh, the, the, the inmates here are dangerous. Uh, one will kill all of them. will try to kill you. Uh, and it is not the gay hangout paradise that the character realized that we that we so desperately want it to be. I wanted to go to Massive Mount. Yes, <laughs> my favorite T-shirt is. God damn it! <laughs> I my, got, my, I my got, best friend got me. <laughs> I got my back blown out at Massive Mount Asylum, and all I got was this stupid T-shirt. My friend, my friend got his back blown out at Massive Mount Asylum, and I got this crummy T-shirt. Yep. Mm. Uh, gotta love the commemorative shot glasses. Comes with a little <laughs> bit of milk in there for you. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did I get uh, from Brennenburg Castle? Just a bunch of loose skin flakes and <laughs> flesh walls. 
And you know what? They I know that like... I know they had I know they had alcohol. I saw those barrels. That was a big wine cellar for there to be so little alcohol. <laughs> I know. I felt cheated. <laughs> there wasn't even any fun little like fleshy fun holes in the wall for me to enjoy. Not at all. But, well, what can I say? Maybe we just prefer the steamy and warm confines of Massive Mount Asylum. But, um, anyway, to kind of, I guess I got kind of derailed from my first experience. I just remember thinking that the monster design was cool. And the, um, whatever, whatever, whatever I was reading was like, yo, Amnesia, one of the scariest games ever made, bro. Pretty terrifying. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But, and I took that to heart. And then um, proceeded. To and then you play played it. it and you were just like, what? <laughs> well, then I proceeded to not play it for 10 years because I didn't have a PC. And then I didn't have a PlayStation. And then I for- didn't know that the, con- the collection was released until 2020 when COVID hit. And then, you know, I have $8 and all of this time on my hands. I'm like, oh, what the hell? So then I played it and then I got bored and then I went and played Doom Eternal. <laughs> so here I am now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just an it's it's such a it's such a slow burn of a game that it just the by the time you actually reach anything that's a uh, crazy about it, it's it's like wow, this is uh, thoroughly whelmed. It's yeah, like eh. Eh. um. Oh, and that other game I was thinking of was uh, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Rock. Oh, yes. I've heard a lot about that. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I could not think of it, and I was like, what the hell is that game? Man, what the hell is this? Um, Well, so there's our first impressions for it. Jerry, would you like to tell the listeners about our little mistake coming into... uh... No, not at all. Not at all? Well, I'll, I'll inform the listeners. If you'll remember, two weeks ago, I we said, we're going to play Amnesia The Dark Descent. So I finished this game about a week later. I'm like, Jerry, how far are you? He's like, oh, geez, I don't know, Mike. I just started playing. And I'm like, uh, what was the last puzzle you did? And he was like, I did the one with three pillars. I'm like, huh. Either he's right at the end with all the pillars by Alexander Brennenberg, or he's in a different game. Well, turns out he was in a different game. So Jerry yeah. got the joy, the joyous, what I'm sure to be joyous experience of speedrunning this in preparation. Yeah, I sped run it all right. So, well, and, uh, I think it's I think it's also through that uh, idea of speedrunning it that kind of it didn't kill it for me, but like it just wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like it just there just still wasn't that level of. I still just didn't feel the level of uh, fear or anything. Hell, even speed running it that I thought this game was scary. Like, don't get me wrong. The atmosphere is terrifying. Like an abandoned castle that's crumbling around you, that, cr- that is crumbling. And you keep seeing flesh pods pop up out of nowhere. Terrifying. But not outside of that, it, it's like more eerie than... Yeah. Than... Uh, than scary. Like I, I kind of would just go, Ugh, just kind of skin crawl a little bit, but that's it. I never had the 
I never any, felt there weren't any jumps. I mean, which is fine. No. I, I don't need a jump scare to be scared. No, I don't. I don't need jump scares. Like, I, it's just, it's just the there's something about that environment and how long it took for things to pick up just didn't fit. They definitely could have thrown stuff in at the start. I mean, because there's there's roars and wind blowing and and it sets the atmosphere. But a good atmosphere is, you know, half the battle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if it was just like spooky monsters, but like the sound design was kind of shit and the, you know, the, the lighting was off, then I would still be, you know, a little underwhelmed. I think I would be less underwhelmed because I'm more, I'm as a person, I'm just more interested in good like creature design or um, character design than I am in good atmosphere. But I would still notice and be like, hmm, this just could have been a little better. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's also to like kind of going back to what you said. It just feels like, yeah, you're met with growls, roars, um, wind blowing, but there's so few and far between. Like, I never felt rushed to get things done in there. I did towards the end, but I know otherwise. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I mean, towards the end, you're well, kind, you're kind of I was tired of it, <laughs> but. Yeah, that's more you're rushing yourself to get get it done, uh, and I think that's what, and I think that's more what I was running into as well as like, man, I just I don't want to be playing this anymore. I just want to get this done, so I was just rushing, running through it. Like, I never, uh, what's the word I can? Like I never felt the need. It's like okay, I gotta get this done. I gotta get this right the first time because there's an enemy and they could see me and catch me, and I gotta be able to bolt if I need to. Like, just that didn't really true. have that. I just never had that feeling. Like, and then of course, like they set it up to where it's like, oh, you have here are the closets. You can open the doors and then you can close them and hide in them. I think enemies I had, won't see you. I think I had to hide like twice. I think the maybe once. I I hid once. And uh, I wasn't even hiding from a monster. I was just hiding from my own my own rage at playing this game. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think th- I think this is something where Outlast did it so much better. Like this is definitely the game that set everything up, like for this style of game. And we cannot think that it is important in that sense. It is it is important in that sense. But just Outlast did it so much better with with set design, the the pacing of it, the story was good. Like it, it just all builds upon itself, which it works out really great. This game, like it doesn't, it does like it doesn't give you all the pieces to the puzzle right away, which is fine, especially in a horror game like this. Mm-hmm. When I am stuck having to find pieces like notes to kind of put together the story to understand what the hell's going on, that's when I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I, I just couldn't care for the story. So you think I was that, like Oh go ahead. Yeah, I mean pretty much I hopped in the game, it's like, okay, kill this dude. Get to this part of the castle. Alright. Why? I don't know. I'm just doing what it told me to do. And I then like- begins the trek. 
I feel like notes should be supplemental, not um, necessary. You know, it's like, oh, here's a little extra information on Brennenberg and his origins, or here's a little explanation about why these monsters look like they do. Not yep. here's how exactly Alexander ended up here and what happened. I feel like, okay, so the question is, if I'm not mistaken, this was like a pretty low budget game, you know, like fractional yeah. was kind of coming off the ground with this. So like, that's fine. They, they might not have had money for, you know, like big, nice flashbacks and such. Um, so that's fine. You know, I'm not going to like shit on it for that, but even like, um, I don't know, I guess maybe like just even like vocal, like flared white, like just all the, I don't know. I guess I just feel like there's a better way to piece together the overall story than notes. And I guess I'll kind of touch on this once we go through the plot, but I do think it is an interesting story. I just wish I didn't have to, I wish a little more of it was told to me. Cause like you said, if, apart from some just like random mental explosions, your plot is go to this room, kill this man. Like, if you didn't pick up notes, you wouldn't know who the fuck that dude was, like, hanging yeah. in the in the basement until he told you. Yeah. And and I know you can make the argument, like, in Outlast's case, if, you know, for those who have played it, it, Outlast does the same thing. But as the game progresses, you you start to get more pieces to the puzzle uh, through gameplay. You're not like giving. You're not getting too. it through. Yeah, you're not getting it through notes scattered or throughout. And I think my other gripe with this is, it's, it almost suffers what I would think. Uh, I'm going to go back to other games we've played here. Uh, what Callisto Protocol almost suffered. It's almost too open in a way for a horror game. Because you're only given the set objective. It's like, okay, go to this place. Okay, how do I go about getting there? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Figure it out. Which isn't bad. Like, that's what Resident Resident Evil 1 does. Well, it doesn't even give you an objective. I think it's like, find your squad. Yeah. Like, that's it. But Resident Evil 1 develops from there, and then you get Resident Evil 2, where it's like, okay... Go to this area. It's all in a straight line. Just kind of follow the game as it goes. And then from there, we, you know, the system's born. Um, with this, it's just like, hey, go here. But in order to get in this room, you have to do this thing in this other room. But the only way to do this thing is you have to go to this other room, find these items. Well, isn't that which, the you know, same for Resident Evil? Like, you need, like, 30 different keys, and you have to examine everything. I mean, to be fair, that's like that's like any exploration sure. game. Yeah. Hell, hell, even Legend of Zelda does it. So I guess that's more just. It's like those other games do it in a more interesting way, and like they keep the tension up. Yeah. So, so well, well, I guess we can just table those thoughts for there. We'll. What do you say we rock it into just brief little gameplay description? All right, yeah, you you do you. I will do me. I do me. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, Amnesia is for those that don't know and haven't played. It's a first-person horror adventure game. 
um, with some light puzzling. Um, I guess you could say it has stealth elements, but stealth is just crouching and looking at the floor and not moving. Um, I feel like, I mean, there's not a lot of like gameplay to this other than walking, looking, picking things up, and using your inventory. Like the, the puzzles are physics-based in that you're like throwing things or uh, you're like manipulating levers. It's never like a, a logic thing. Well, maybe it is once or twice. It doesn't matter. But um, I definitely found myself uh, kicking myself because I would just not understand a puzzle. Then the moment it finally clicked, it's like, ah, like I definitely found myself doing that a lot. Yeah. Like, it's just like, ah, this is just the most logical. This is the most, this is the biggest leap in logic that I've ever encountered only because I'm an idiot and didn't expect that to be the, the logical answer for the problem. Yeah. So, and what, so what makes this, what, what Amnesia's big, big selling point was that we could briefly touched on was in addition to having a health meter or indicator, you have a sanity meter. Which and you lose sanity uh, by being in the dark for too long, just seeing like and just seeing shit, whether that's monsters or like a book falling off a shelf or the walls turn into like flesh pods or whatever it is. If it's weird, it's gonna screw with your with your sanity. And apparently low sanity causes uh well I I'm reading this. Apparently it, it increases your chance of a. Uh, Attracting monsters. I didn't know that. Um, and it also, obviously, as we touched on, causes visual and auditory hallucinations. I would say visual more. Um, yeah, I never really, I didn't really experience a lot of the audio. May, like maybe that might be a thing if your uh, well, sanity reaches. Now that I mentioned it, when you're in the dark for too long, you get like that weird clicking noise or like kind of scritchy, scratchy type thing. And while it, it is unsettling, I did notice that. So okay, maybe. And you manage your sanity by pretty much lighting things on fire, whether that be your candle, a candle or an oil lantern or just staying in fire. So obviously there is no means of fighting monsters and you get to hide instead of fighting. So well, I have a few um gameplay questions for you, Jerry. Um, okay. Did you like? I think we 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 did briefly touch on this, but did you like the insanity effects? Do you think it made it better? Do you think it made it worse? Obviously, you touched on you would prefer, you know, like to see shit more. But given what we had, were you satisfied with it? Eh, like it it did its job. It 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 showed it, it definitely just showed like, hey, you know, he's you're not uh, you're starting to go insane. You need to. You, you need to figure out a way to, because like because health wasn't a big thing here. It was you're just your sanity meter. You either and don't get hit, or you're dead, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I I don't think it worked. Like it it didn't work on me. Like when I when my sanity meter dropped and you know the screen started getting all wavy. I didn't care. I was like, all right, this is just the only thing that's going to bug me about this is I'm going to feel it's just going to give me a headache, (laughs) motion sickness and give me a headache after five minutes. The other problem is, is I would light shit 
and my sanity meter would still be low. It's like, what in the hell do you want me to do? You also have to progress the story to get it back up. I found that out. Ah, see, that, see. I, would, I did not did not think that. I just I would just randomly stumble upon uh, oil for my lantern, put it, uh, use it, and then be like, oh, my sanity's fine. I, I would not expect that that's the reason uh, it went back up. There's oil in this castle. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta invade it for the oil. Can you imagine? Like a Texas oil man with a fucking bolo tie and like 10 gallon hat knocking on the door while all of this is going on. So, what? Hey, what I hear you, you got oil. Shadow. <laughs> now, I heard you got oil in here. Now, let me tell you something, Mr. Brennenberg. I can make you some very nice money off this resource here. Yeah, I can make you very rich. What? Orbs? Well, the only orb that you'll be worrying about. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Wait. What? Can't, can't attack anything. Wait, son, have you ever heard of the Second Amendment? Oh, it's I my forget. goddamn it's my goddamn right to shoot you. Oh, wait, I mean, I mean, shoot my enemies. You oh, wouldn't wait, happen to be one America. of them, would you? <laughs> I forget we're in Prussia. You all do things different over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. Uh, Texas Bird Castle. <laughs> but. Well, but yeah. I know what you mean. Um, To go, I guess, to answer my own question. Like you said, I got a headache from watching that. And you know what? If that's what the developers wanted, if they wanted to make me motion sick and give me a headache whenever I looked at the vagina monster for too long, then you know what? Good job. You accomplished it. You made it happen. And that's a good thing. But it's not a good thing in the sense that I don't want to like be sick playing your game. Like be physically sick. You know, gross me out all you want. I'm all I'm here for it. But I don't know if I want to uh, have to take an ibuprofen after <laughs> completing a session. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's... So I guess my the, the wrap-up point is effective, but I don't know if it's something I wanted to be effective. No. Not at all. Well, then let's move on. What do you think of the puzzles? Any of them really trip you up more than the others? Again, it's not even that they were hard. It's just, it's just I'm an idiot and would not expect that kind of logic in a video game. <laughs> there was just one where there was one that it wasn't even a puzzle. It was just trying to get, a, trying to unlock a hatch to open up. Uh, and I did not think to look up to the ceiling to notice that something was blocking the rope. So not necessarily hard. You just, you know, just don't be an idiot. You'll be fine. Well, given our pedigree, that is quite difficult. I won't lie to you. That's, 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 a, that's a high bar for us. That's a, you're asking a lot here, <laughs> frictional games. I don't know if I can deliver. <laughs> I know for a fact I can't. Shit. Um, you know Hell, what? You, you, you heard me playing. I was like, I have no fucking clue where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Now, looking back, granted, this just might be stupid, but like... So there was two moments where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, and I need a, I need a walkthrough. 
And it, I need an adult. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> Alexander, can you descend from? Can you put some clothes on and come out of the sanctum and help me here? Um, the first moment was oh, um, it was in like the prison area, and I had to move to another like the other section, and I was just running around the area like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Well, turns out I was supposed to move a bed, and there was a hole in the floor. Or no, sorry, it wasn't even a hole. There was a hole that I had to use an item on. So like, one, I have to think, move bed. Two, I have to, granted, this might just be me, user error. I have to have the patience to scan around a, what's the word? Like a, like an undistinctive surface and look for the icon to use something. Instead of like a clear visual cue of, uh, you know, a there's a hole here. Brown. Use your rock and chisel. Exactly. And it was the same thing. Did you did you get to the cells part where you get trapped in the cell and the shadow is coming? Yeah. So you're supposed to break out into the next room, like with the bar you pull off the wall. And apparently according to the walkthrough, there's a very distinctive brick. It was a brick that like maybe there was no distinctive brick. I just had to look for the hand thing. And like I've been trained by other video games that you know if there's something I need to look at it's going to be a little more distinctive than just like a well, well take a uh, take early in the game for example when you're going through like the archives you're trapped in a room and you have to you find all these books to to move to unlock the or to flip the switch that unlocks the door yes but they're just so so slightly they're only slightly distinctive so you, mind you, you can pick up whatever the fuck you want. So, you know, the hand thing is, the hand is kind of useless. You have to find, like, the tiniest detail in these books that says, hey, this is, this is the key. This is what you should be using. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to get blowback for this, but, you know, it's like, well, you guys are just bad bad at these games. Huh? Maybe I am. Maybe it's bad design. Maybe it's both. Who knows? But, so, well, that, that covers my, my gameplay questions. Do you have anything to add? No, not really. Okay. Well, what do you say we move into some plot? Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> On the 19th of August in 1839, a young man awakens in the dark and empty halls of Prussian Brennenberg Castle with no memory of himself or his past. All he can remember is that his name is Daniel, that he lives in Mayfair, and that something or someone is hunting him. Shortly after regaining consciousness, Daniel finds a note he wrote to himself, which informs him that he has deliberately erased his own memory and is being hunted by a shadow, an unearthly pleasant presence that manifests itself through fleshy, acidic growths spreading throughout the castle. The note instructs Daniel to descend into the inner sanctum of the castle in order to find and kill its baron, Alexander. As Daniel makes his way through the castle, he gradually learns both about its mysteries and about his own pasts, through notes and diaries he finds, as well as through sudden flashbacks and visions. The origin of his situation is a mysterious orb that he recovered from the Tin Hanan tomb, which unleashed the shadow. Each of the experts he contacted and consulted in person about the orb were later found gruesomely dismembered. 
Realizing that the shadow was slowly stalking him, Daniel desperately exhausted all archaeological leads in, into strange orbs until he was contacted by Alexander, who promised a means of repelling the threat of the shadow via a vitae energy, which could only be harvested from living creatures via extreme pain and terror. However, Alexander's true purpose is to use Daniel's vitae-enriched orb to return to his native dimension, from which he was banished centuries prior. To achieve this end, Alexander and Daniel gathered Vitae by torturing innocent people that Alexander claimed to be murderous criminals. To maximize the production of Vitae, the victims were forced to consume a, po a potion that induced amnesia so that they could never grow accustomed to their torment. Unbeknownst to Daniel, application of Vitae to the orb further enraged the shadow in addition to briefly repelling it, sealing his eventual doom. Increasingly desperate to escape the shadow, Daniel became sadistic in his attempts to harvest Vitae and accidentally killed an escaping prisoner, a young girl, in a fit of rage. Following the final ritual, Alexander sensed Daniel's guilt and declining faith in him and left him for dead as a result. Realizing how Alexander had manipulated him, Daniel swore revenge and swallowed an amnesia potion in order to overcome his paralyzing guilt. As Daniel nears the inner sanctum, he encounters Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa, a man who had once studied the orbs with his student Johann, Johann Weyer and has since been kept alive and imprisoned by Alexander. He tells Daniel that Weyer has been able to harness the power of the orbs to travel between dimensions and instructs him in finding the pieces of what used to be his own orb, which is needed to breach the inner sanctum. Agrippa also asks Daniel to take with him his head or Agrippa's head, I mean, which can be severed alive using a tonic invented by wire and throw it into the interdimensional portal after Alexander opens it. Once Daniel enters the inner sanctum, there are three possible endings. Now, da uh, Jerry, which ending did you get? I think I, I think I got killed by the shadow. I think that's the one I got. I honestly don't remember. I was going to say. So I will, At that I'll, point, I was just kind of checked out. I was like, all right, this game, it looks like this game is drawing to a close. I'm done. So, I'll tell you what the three endings are. You can let Alexander succeed, and then you can be killed by the shadow and descended to darkness, which Alexander, while Alexander tells him his sacrifice will be forever celebrated. You can prevent the portal from opening by knocking over its support columns and leave the castle content with your redemption after the shadow kills only Alexander. Or, you can throw Agrippa's head into the portal, which leaves the, sh the shadow to kill both Alexander and Daniel, though Agrippa promises to save Daniel from descending into darkness, calling upon Wire to help him. I got the good ending by knocking over the columns. I'm assuming I got the bad ending by letting Alexander succeed. I would, uh, I'd say so. So. I honestly did. I Again, I was so checked. I was like, all right, whatever will let me in this quicker. Here is my take. So reading this summary, this is a good story. This is a very interesting story. Very interesting, yes. I yes. think that it's fascinating, like, seeing, you know, the shadow and then Daniel's uh, uh, guilt and stuff with killing the girl and just how, how the orbs work and how Alexander's, what Alexander's true purpose is and just, you know, how you get the Vitae. All of that is fascinating. That is some f fascinating lore. I'm but you wouldn't know that. But you wouldn't know you, it. <laughs> but you wouldn't know it until you grabbed all the notes. Until you grabbed all the fucking notes. Why? 
Okay. I, I, and mind you, the notes aren't even in order. Like, you can't find them in order. They're all out of order. So it's up to you to put the story together through notes and you know, that some, don't make sense. Some people like that, and that's fine. It's just, it, uh, maybe, I don't, I feel like we're going to get called out for being lazy or whatever. But, and. Hey, call I'm, me out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, fuck it. Call me out. I think it'd be better. You could have, th- like, I think I remarked on this to you in our little talk. If you did not pick up a single damn note and you just walked through, you would have only have so many just mandatory flashbacks or whatever to tell you what the fuck is going on. And you would be less invested, you know? It's Oh, like, I got less I, I started to get less invested the more I would go through areas and then it'd be and be like, ooh, look at this orb. What does this orb mean? I was like, what? <laughs> the hell was this i think this is one of the most interesting stories out of all the games we've played i just hate that it was so piecemealed to me in a kind of unsatisfying ways you know like yeah did you ever play wolfenstein 2 the new colossus not at all well (laughs) it does flashbacks and lore so well i feel and so does like i guess I was going to say Bioshock, but Bioshock is, there's no flashbacks other than like your own bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let me think. I mean, and probably, probably at like the very end. Yeah. The flashback. Let me, let me think here. Um, think of a good example. Eh, whatever. I can't, but it's just, you have such a good story that you do it a disservice by scattering the really important parts to the wind, you know? Mm-hmm. I would have. I would love to see a remake of this. I would love to see a remake in the way that they've done Resident Evil 2 or Dead Space or whatever the hell. I think they could really... They could make it better, frankly. Honestly, I'd rather gain amnesia and forget I played this game. Oh, damn. (laughs) That's a hot take. It's a hot take. It's just... I... I really just found it hard to find anything enjoyable about this game playing it i did not have a good time playing it, it like i wasn't scared well, the enemies while well the enemies while creepy and designed i was just like yeah they're enemies they're they're enemies all right so i guess that was my next i guess my question i but i think you would agree that this is like a really good story yeah, yeah. Story sounds interesting. Uh, but again, I just don't want it to be spoon fed to me through notes. Well, I don't even mind being spoon fed. I don't want it to be optionally spoon fed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just, just explain what's going on to me in a manner that would fit the game. You don't have to do that. And, and I get and I get this was an indie game when it came out and you know, as far as an indie game goes, it's really solid, but there's just so much that could have been de- done differently here that I just... I wonder if what Machine for Pigs does differently. I've watched a little bit, like a couple videos of like a walkthrough for it. It does not do anything differently from the looks of it. Oh, well. And from my brief experience with Soma, I know it's just as cryptic and such so mm-hmm. maybe we just don't like frictional games 
Maybe. Oh, well. So, I guess... Are we the problem? Question mark? Are we haters? Do I hate everything? Maybe. Because it has been (laughs) the Callisto Protocol. Well, we... We had mixed feelings. I wouldn't call that a negative. We had mixed. Back for Blood was mixed. And then we did, was it Resident Evil 4? Dead Space. Outlast. Is there one in between? No, I think that that's all of them. Yeah, you're right. Oh, well. Maybe we aren't haters. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to post this to the subreddit to promote it or not. Oh, well. Can't hate on Outlast. Sorry, but it's just what I gotta do. <laughs> well, did I actually go into what my question was? I don't remember. Probably. No, not. you didn't. Okay. You went off on a tan- you you tried to you started to go off on a tangent that that led to nowhere. <laughs> oh, just like just like my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you you gave me a brief answer, but I'd like to elaborate. You did did you find it scary, like at all, ever? No. No, not no. at all. Were you just <laughs> the feelings of being annoyed eclipsed any fear or tension? Not even the feelings of being annoyed. I just wasn't scared. Right. I mean, like, wow, a there just was castle no- room. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is that a roar I heard? Ooh, original. Roar XD. Yeah. Like, there's just, I just didn't find the game scary. There were moments that I found tense, at least. I think that the sections with the water creature give a little bit of tension. I think having to do a little bit of platforming and a little. Uh, I won't say there wasn't tension. I just, I just don't. I just didn't find it scary. Like okay. I was like, "Oh, this this is uh, okay." I guess the tension in this is real, but there okay. was so for me tension and fear. I guess kind of like either way, my stomach's going in a twist. But I guess with fear, it's like I don't want to step around the corner. You know, like yeah, like in Dead Space, like my stomach's is twisting, but it's like oh, I don't want to open this door, or it's Outlast. Like man, I don't want to put my night vision on right now. <laughs> Yep. Um, where is this? Like, like I said, the the section with I believe it's called the the I might butcher this pronunciation. Kank or whatever the invisible water creature. Very tense. Yeah. Did appreciate that having to do a little platforming and throw body parts around, especially when you have to open the door with the crank. Thought that was really well done. Gave a little tension. This got to be like a really hot take with this. You, you know what? I feel like elicited more tension in a game. Than that, than than that did what? Uh, the in Batman Arkham Asylum Ooh, in the Killer, Killer Croc, Croc section. Yes, yeah. Do you think that could... elicits more tension than honestly anything can we, else? Could we play Batman Arkham Asylum? Like, there's enough creepy shit in there with Scarecrow. I mean, hell, the, the, we we could do it. We could probably do a whole do podcast whatever. on anything of like the Scarecrow stuff. And do whatever the fuck I want. This in my podcast. <laughs> Our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sure buddy <laughs> we all know who the true superstar is it's the viewer true. but no that like that i think the killer croc section in that elicited more fear than uh than uh than that the game than amnesia did 
with that water section. Because Killer Croc makes noise and is scary. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the Karen splashes and scratches you. Yeah, and you're just like, ow, what touched me? That's Ooh. the other thing. Well, that's the other thing. How come whenever flesh pods appeared outside of doors that like you can no longer go back into, you took damage? You because just walk out of, you, you walk out of a room after collecting an important object, the flesh pod appears over the door and just ow, what the fuck? You don't get to come back in here. This is property of Texas now. <laughs> Texas really, really taking control. I'm glad I took all the oil when I did it. Texas Bird Castle. Oh, we no, do things gonna... different here in Prussia. And I to our Texas listeners, we're sorry, but <laughs> all, all four of you. <laughs> Probably less. Maybe less now. Oh, hell no. Nah, I'm not going to I'm not to listening them. to these two jackasses ever again. First they hate on amnesia, and then they make fun of Texas. Nah, get the fuck out of here. Man, how am I supposed to promote this if we hate it on it? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, So not scary for you. Hey, I mean, at least we're being objective. That is true. You know? We're not going to love everything, every game we're going to play. I would love to love everything, but I'm an, a hater at heart. So I'm fueled by nothing but caffeine and rage. So, you know, it kind of just checks out. You're so valid for that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, let me think of other moments that I found to be tense. Any, I mean, like if a monster showed up, like this is where the sanity meter, like, kind of bites you. Like, let me be grossed out by your monster, you know? Let me let me quiver in fear as the shambling monstrosity stumbles towards me. Instead, I have to look at the ground and try to not go insane, which like mm-hmm. makes sense in context of the story, but doesn't mean it's scary. Oh, I guess, yeah. And- I guess it could be scary if like I was more scared, if the monsters like made more gross noises or like were just around more. <laughs> Or a little more yeah. erratic. Yeah, there, there's a. I think it's exactly like you said. If they were a little more erratic, and it, I think if they appeared more in the game, like that would have made more fear. Because I mean, and we keep using Outlast as the comparison here. I mean, it's uh, a valid comparison. It, it's it's a good comparison. Um, I'm kind of right there with you. I want like. Looking at the enemies, like, on the screen outside of the game, they look terrifying. Have, being able to, like, clearly see that in-game would genuinely scare the crap out of me. Or if they were just a because, little more erratic, popped out of the floor, or just would, like, peel out of the wall or something. They know. popped out of the floor wall, like, in Dead Space, like a necromorph. Ah. <sighs> That would be nice. If they did the Last of Us 2 thing where they just start, or Last of Us in general, just the clicking, the yep. clicks, uh, like it just would have been so great. But none of that happened. And alas. Here alas, we are. we are here and we are disappointed. But we strive forward. Yeah. So let me, let me... Oh man, we're gonna get crucified in forums for this. It's like you didn't like Amnesia. I'm sorry. Are you even I'm... real fans? We're not. <laughs> we're just playing this because it's a horror game. So I guess we're kind of nearing the end of my questions because we've kind of uh, touched on it. Oh, would it be safe to say that you didn't really have fun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I enjoyed myself a decent amount. I didn't. I w- I didn't like dread playing it, but I think my score. Will... I didn't. I didn't dread. I didn't dread playing it either. But it's you know, it, was it just, could have had more. It felt fun. more. It felt, it felt like a chore to get through it rather than. Whereas, like, with our next game, like, it's, I mean, I'm chomping at the bit to start it, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it, it's part of a series we've already talked about before, but it's definitely, like, one of the, well, we'll get to that. Uh, this, this is just one of those games where, you know, let me see the fish, mon- let me see the fish monsters ussy, you know, let's see the fish ussy. The fushy. The fushy. The fushy. Got that good stink. <laughs> Yeah, let us see that Fishussy and not go insane. I mean, that's probably why he was going insane is because nobody, no mind can handle the Fishussy. It was oh man, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The true cause of Daniel's insanity, the Karenussy. God damn it, (laughs) Karenussy. Oh boy. Well, my last question. I guess second to last, because I don't think I really want to touch on enemies here. There's, not no, I mean, there's like two types. <laughs> there's two, the grunts, well, two that the you brutes. actually see. There's grunts and brutes, and they're gross, and they and then behave the exact same way. There's invisible smoke monsters in the water. So, yep. Well, will you be? Will you play the sequel, whether for this show or for on your own time for your own enjoyment? Probably not, but I but I've already played most of it, so so all right. I think I might pick it up at some point just for yeah. kicks and giggles, just to see if Machine for Pigs is any better. I think it's more yeah, of like yeah. an industrial setting, which is interesting. Which I, I think that's I think that's a cool touch. Is like, oh, this is industrial, and plus the idea of like a humanoid pig monster that's terrifying. That is indeed terrifying, especially Never- if they do it. If they did it right. I wonder if I can look at them this time. Probably not. Well, out of out of ten mysterious Fishesies. orbs, or uh, or that, <laughs> what would you rate this game? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get crucified. Uh, I'm giving it a four out of ten fishesies. It just was not. Is it? It's not my. It wasn't my kind of game. I didn't enjoy it. It felt like a chore. So nah, I just can't. I just can't do it. I'm being generous with that. What does it? What does it get points for? It gets points for at least the atmosphere. Some sound design is really interesting. Um, really, just the atmosphere is what gives it because I I like. I don't like games that revolve around that, but I do like. Looking, I do like looking at like supposed haunted castles that are abandoned. Like watching mm-hmm. videos about them, I think that's super super cool. And honestly, if given the chance, I would totally go hang out at a haunted castle. I would love to explore night. a haunted castle with you, Jerry. That shit would be cool. <laughs> cool is subjective. It would be fun, uh, especially with the right people. Okay. Um, so I just like the I just like the atmosphere. The atmosphere is nice, and that's where it gets points. And a little bit of sound design, but other than that, that's it. I'm gonna give it a six orbs out of ten. For me, it gets points for 
like you said, atmosphere. Like, who doesn't love a good spooky castle? Honestly, I kind of wish they toned down the lighting in some of the parts. Or, like, did more with it, I guess. More shadows. Less just dark. Um, you clearly didn't play it the way I did. Maybe not. Because um, I cause I would get... I, I pretty much hoarded tinder boxes and did not light a single thing <laughs> as I went through the game. <sighs> Going insane over here. Um, anyway... Um, so it gets points for that. Love me a spooky castle. It gets points, like you said, for sound design. Love me a good roar, a good spooky roar. Um, I'd say it gets a couple extra points. What difference it? I even though I see, I took the time to find quite a few of the notes, so I did did help me appreciate the story quite a bit more. And then just having a good story gets its points too. So six vaguely suspicious orbs out of ten. Wow. Either way, we're probably going to get flamed in forums, so, but that's fine. Oh, anyway, I'm expecting as much. Oh, well. Well, Jerry. We tried. What, we did try, and we will continue to try. What is on the docket for the next episode? Uh, Probably, in my opinion, probably one of the best horror sequels to a game, to a game franchise. Uh, in my opinion, I love this. I love this game in this franchise. Uh, in honor of the Dead Space remake coming out, and just because we don't have money for, or we don't have the funds yet to play the Dead Space remake, we're playing Dead Space Two. Let's go! Let's go! If I was a good editor, I would splice in a air horn or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, we I mean, are. You, you could tell. You could. I mean. You could always try. You I never could know try. until you try. Good point. And maybe you know what? Maybe I will. If there is not an air horn, listeners, I did not try. Anyway, um, <laughs> he gave up halfway through. <laughs> I gave up. Well, yes, we are playing what is one of my absolute favorite games, Dead Space Two. This is in my like top ten games of all time, if not the top five. Um, I anticipate it being a very positive episode. In contrast. <laughs> To our last two a little more mixed to negative episodes. So we have that to look forward to. Um, and, well, before we go, I want to say, listeners, if you would do us a huge favor and rate this podcast and whatever your podcaster of choice is, five stars if you like it, one stars if you don't, maybe maybe leave the one stars off. But a written review and a rev- any sort of review goes a long way. Share it with your friends. We're on Twitter at the Survival Horrorcast, TSA Horrorcast. I post. You could also on- uh, you could also support us at our Patreon at Not a Real Patreon. We do not have a Patreon. We are not good <laughs> enough yet. And um, <laughs> so I said, Not a Real Patreon. Okay, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> but yeah, check out the Twitter. It's, I post stupid memes there in an attempt to promote this gar- dumpster fire of a show. But it's a dumpster fire that we love. So. I've been your host, Mike. And I have been Jerry. And thank you for listening to the Survival Horrorcast. We will talk to you next time.